today we are talking all things self-responsibility, self-love, self-happiness, I know. Um, but really talking about this journey that I've gone on with this plant. And it's so interesting because I am, I have never been a plant person. Um, but this plant and I share a kinship in growth. And this plant has always kind of been an informer of where we go, right? And of this space. And I don't know, that's kind of hard to explain. And once you listen to the podcast, you'll be like, okay, that wasn't such a weird introduction. I get what she's saying now, or hopefully you will. Or you'll just assume that I've gone insane and that's okay too. Um, because it's my responsibility to know. <laughs> okay. So real talk. Um, I don't know. I guess I had just planted my happiness on everyone else as a scapegoat for a very, very long time. It was so much easier for it to be everyone else's responsibility because that meant that I didn't have to figure it out, right? If they have to figure it out, that's a better place for me to be in because then I don't ever have to get into that work, right? That's a scary thought. What makes me happy. I don't know. I don't know. And I definitely didn't even want to know. Because if I actually said it out loud, then I might actually have to take responsibility for doing those things. And that was scary. So we're talking about all those things today. And just really moving into this place of love happiness by yourself, right? And taking back your responsibility for that. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine. Feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough. That I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of 
walking, walking that dream, taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all the greatness we deserve. My great thing is, oh, if you're on video or you want to see on video, we got shelves, y'all. I've been talking about these shelves. I've been dreaming about these shelves. These shelves are supposed to change the entirety of the world. And in fact, they are. Now, I do have one shelf that is complete. Um, The other one is needing some work, but we'll get there. It needs some more things, Um, but I don't just place things to place them. They have to have the right energy. They have to have the right balance. And so, and I like there to be a story around all of that. So, Uh, let me talk about the things that are on these shelves since we're talking about them anyways. So first there is a plaque that displays the words, find people, what does it say? Stay close to people who feel like sunshine. And when I saw this and I saw it at a craft fair, um, When I saw this, it really spoke to me because for a really long time, I felt like I had to work in a world that was mostly rainy days. And that was extremely exhaustive for my vibe. And it wasn't like, dude, I get it. So many environments are just heavy and they do heavy work. uh, But I didn't, I didn't want to live there forever, right? Like that just wasn't who I wanted to be in this world. I wanted to be a light and I didn't believe that I could be or that I could find people who were because of the world that I had seen for such a long time. So I bought this as a reminder to myself that it's okay to just stay close to those people. Um, that that is a realistic way to live in this world. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the three books that I'm either reading or that are in my queue. Um, the first one is a book recommendation from Mia on anti-diet culture, on just diet culture, but the book is called Anti-Diet. The second book was actually written by someone that I interviewed on my podcast, Cassandra LeClaire. And so that's my second book. That book will be read after I finish Anti-Diet. And then my third book was uh, what I actually got in my mystery mail 
from, um, and I'm really excited. I actually used it as inspiration yesterday, just reading little blurps out of it. And I'm excited to dive into that one. But usually I have about a three book queue. Then I'll take all of those books and um, gift them to people that I feel that they need it. Um, so that's generally how I work. I'm also a minimalist, so I can't just have a library of books. I'll keep books that I feel like I haven't fully sourced energy from, but for the most part, I feel like my duty is to kind of keep that gift flowing and to keep those moving and circulating in the world. So those are the those are the books that are stacked up right here. And then this little egg looking uh, plush, which if you can't see this and you're only on the podcast, you'll have to go to my Instagram stories. It's there or my Facebook stories. It's there. So there's a little plush stuffed animal egg sitting on books. And this one, right? It looks a little odd. What is that? That's strange. And it's a egg looking character with a yellow crown on it, which like, could you be any more on brand? I mean, come on, I didn't make this. Right. <laughs> um, and this character is from one of my favorite children's books. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I haven't talked about it in a little while, but this children's book was one of the driving factors, and there have been many, but one of the driving factors in me doing this podcast, in me publishing this podcast, I just kept repeating this book. I kept reading it to my children, even though I was really just reading it to myself, and it pushed me to move regardless of what people thought, to keep moving, regardless of when people told me to stop, to just keep going because there's value in any idea in this world. And like, if you just have an idea, that's enough to move. And this children's books just pushed me over the edge and made me move, even though I felt wildly uncomfortable, even though I felt like an imposter every second of every day, even though I felt like it was the worst idea in the world, it was still my idea. And so it had to come to the world. So this is a reminder of like, your ideas matter. What do you do with an idea? You, you change the world. And that's literally how the book ends. And hi, changing the world. <laughs> I don't know that there's a better sign off for any book or podcast. Just um, because that's what we're all here to do. Change the world in our own unique, beautiful way. Take the ideas that we have in our head, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and our job is to bring them to life, right? To impact whatever part of the world we're in, to impact the entirety of the world, to impact the people we can impact with that gift with that idea with this image of what is supposed to be so this is my reminder of that every day it's beautiful and it's poetic and this book was 
gifted to me in the perfect moment. And I'll forever be grateful. Someday we'll have the author of this book on, and he's written a million amazing books. But I think, you know, he just gives permission to people to follow whatever that is. And I needed that and it was given to me. Um, lastly, me, there's a plant. I'm like trying to figure out how to move. You can't see this plant as well. Um, but it is a, it's some sort of cactus. I'm not a plant aficionado, but it is a cactus and it is almost about to bloom. Now, I'm going to talk in depth about this plant. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about today. Please don't tune out. I promise you we're going to go somewhere amazing. Okay, this plant has such an amazing story. That's why it's so important that it is here on this shelf, that it is with me every day as a reminder of where we've been and where we're headed. So that's my great thing. I got the shelves up. It's feeling like the right vibe. It's feeling like a better energy than it was before. Um, it's feeling like goals a little bit. I'm just kind of fangirling my own shelf game back here. I do need to mat, get some chalkboard paint probably, and paint over these shiny, shiny silver screws. For goodness sakes, these are the shiniest. Um, but other than that, shelves, good. We have to find a couple more key pieces that I don't have here right now, but I will find them. And I'm so excited to just have this in existence because I've dreamt about it and thought about it for so long. And it is everything I imagined it would be. So that's it. That's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself, for your own greatness. Like actually practice it. If you joined our Facebook group yesterday, we did ask for your great thing. And by we, I mean me. And let's just start sharing in each other's grit. Like let's start loving on each other. Let's start a movement together to bring our work and our confidence together in one place and to start nurture and grow each other as a group of people who dare to dream again, who dare to start calling out the terms of their own life, who dare to move from the place that they're sitting in. Okay, so you can join that. Um, there's a link in the show notes to join that Facebook group. Otherwise, you should be able to head over and search on Facebook, The Death of a Dream Reborn. It is a group. There is also the Death of a Dream page, um, but the group is private, and that's really where we'll share some of those milestones of the things that we're accomplishing. The Death of a Dream community is accomplishing and moving forward. So go ahead and join that today. I'd love to see you over there and just hear about your greatness. Duh. Okay. So today I sat down and per usual, I'll sit down and I'll reflect and I will call 
into fruition the words that are supposed to serve whoever is meant to hear it, like that they will find this message and it will help them at some point. And so when I was doing that, I just had this call of like, for a long time, I felt like my happiness was dependent on other people's actions. Um, which it is, that really <laughs> is my love language. Hi, my love language is acts of service. Nice to meet you. And so it felt like that was the weight of the world. That was what people had to do in order to love me well, which is true. This is what must happen. But I placed a lot of weight on the fact that other people were going to be the thing that was going to impact my happiness threshold, that was going to be responsible for my joy in my life, that I wasn't in control of it. Okay, so I said that I was going to talk about this plant. This plant was given to me after I won a state championship as a head coach. And I remember being like, wow, no one's ever given me a plant before. This is so beautiful. This is amazing. This like, what a wonderful gift. You know, it's not candy. It's not flowers that are just going to die. Like this is such a beautiful sentiment. I love this plant. And so the plant stays with me at work and it does fine. Like I water it, it doesn't die. This is surprising to me because literally I just apparently kill everything that is a plant and green and growing and it stays alive. And then it, it doesn't bloom that first year. And then the next year it does bloom and it's still alive. And I'm amazed by this. And then the next year, it kind of starts to wilt. And I'm like, what does this plant need? Does it need happiness? Does it need sunshine? Like, what does this plant need? I want to be able to keep this plant alive. And I don't know. This is kind of weird next level stuff, but I'm going to say it anyways. This is a safe place and we're a happy, safe community. But the plant sort of starts to wilt along with me. And as my energies start to shift and as I start to realize the strength of who I am, I start to realize how unhappy I am. And then I start to realize that I wanted everyone else to be responsible for my happiness. I wanted everyone else to carry the burden and the weight of that because happiness seemed like something that everyone was striving for, but no one got. And I felt like if I just put it on other people, they could deliver it. And I never really took responsibility for that happiness. And probably around the time that my plant started to wilt, I was deeply wilting as well. And it really started 
to Wilt around the time that I started the podcast. And so much of that journey was so low, especially in the beginning, because really we were just navigating and trying to find anything, anything that could take on this weight. And I felt like, oh, the podcast is going to take on the weight. The podcast is going to make me happy. And the plant would kind of come up and come back alive and then it would wilt again. And right around, right around the time that I felt like I needed to leave this job, the plant started to die. Die. And this would have been right around March. And around June, when I left, the plant was like, there were actual pieces of the plant that were just brown and flaky and dead. And that's where I was. I was brown and flaky and dead. And I was looking for anything at that point. And for me, it felt like the removal of self from all the places that had got me to this place that had made me brown and flaky and dying was going to be the only thing that saved me because I was looking for and relying on anyone else. And when I could use that as a scapegoat, right, when I could say, well, I'm not happy because I'm not getting promoted or I'm not happy because I didn't get that salary increase or I'm not happy because my... um husband is miserable or I'm not happy because I'm too busy. Like there was always a scapegoat for my happiness. And I had to remove myself from all of those scapegoats in order to truly dive into this idea that happiness is my responsibility, not anyone else's. And so the plant is dying and I come home and I'm like, how do I fix this plant? And I realized that, well, it was planted in this plastic thing and maybe it wanted to expand, right? And for me, the plastic covering that was around this plant. And if you have ever bought a plant, that's what happens. They surround the, the plant in this plant. And I think you're supposed to take it out and plant it in the actual thing that it came in. And I don't know, I'm guessing they do it so that it doesn't get the dirtiness around. It like capsulates that. Well, I had never even looked in this plant, so I had no idea. So I get home, I replant it in the actual container, right? In, in what it's in now. And it, it gets a little bit better. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, the plant's coming back. We're coming back. We've survived this moment. Me and this plant. We're coming back. And probably around <laughs> August, the plant starts to kind of revive. And I'm getting pretty pumped. Like, okay, we survived that. We have found our own happiness here right? We're back. We've arrived. We know what this feels like again. But after the June exit, the plant just goes on this low, 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 low. We're going together, me and this plant. 
We're like on this low. We're just barely hanging on. Right? Some things are brown. Some things have to be pulled off and left completely and just thrown away in the garbage. Like we can't hold on to that baggage anymore. And so we get rid of those things and we come up and we're lighter. Right? We feel better in August. And then I get this wild idea. And it was... It was probably in that July time frame where I'm like, I have to save this plant. This plant is me. We have to find a way, right? And I have to find a way because this essentially is my process. So then I put coffee beans on top of this plant, right? Because that's what we do. We apply caffeine. We apply anything that's going to save us. And to me, it was like maybe this caffeine inserts itself into the roots and finds a way to bring this new life that we're looking for, to find happiness, to find whatever it is. And in about September, the whole plant just starts to look crazy. And the coffee beans have now grown some sort of white, probably mold, but I've never seen white mold, but then I have. It's normally around the blue. Anyways, it's it's a tragedy, this plant. <laughs> like, here I am thinking that I'm nurturing it, feeling like, oh, we're coming up. This looks good. And then all of a sudden, this plant is just like a whole new level of unknown of like, I tried everything. I'm trying here. I'm putting you in light. I'm giving you water. I'm giving you caffeine coffee beans that you certainly didn't ask for. What more can I do? So then after having the discussion with my sister-in-law about this plan, about how sad it is, about how it's dying, and certainly there's some sort of weird growth happening on the outside of the plant now. Like, what? This doesn't even have to do with the plant. Even the container that the plant's in has taken on a strange new appearance. Like, come on. Why can't I figure this out? And so after that discussion, we decide that maybe it's best to remove these moldy coffee beans. So then that's what I do. I remove the moldy coffee beans. And I decide that I'm going to just try to navigate this plant with what it is. Like, try to just figure out how... This plant needs to exist in this world, right? And that seems like a strange thing to say, but inevitably the plant is me. And the plant is going on this journey with me. And the physical representation is what I can't verbally express is going on with my life. This plant is bearing the physical presence of my mind, right? It's going in and out of all of that framework and it's taking on life according to me. And it has been with me through the entirety of this journey. And so it makes 
total sense that it would be <laughs> slowly dying. And as we exit and we leave me and this plant from what was essentially killing us, right? Or from what was masking us from who we could really be in this world. As we exit, we don't know how to exist. And that's shown in the brown leaves that we can't take with us, that can't stay with us. And in the want of the green that's still in existence. And I know so much of this journey, of the plant, of the me, <laughs> was lost and caught up in everyone else's responsibility for me. And I know for the longest time that was just easier. And that's why I wanted to stay there right? It was so much easier for everyone else to be the reason for me being unhappy and unsatisfied with my life. Like it was, it was so much easier than having to dive in and do the impossibly layered, hurtful work of finding who I needed to be. Like, it was just easier to live there. And I knew if I stayed, I knew if I stayed in the place where it was everyone else's responsibility, I would never be able to really find what I wanted. Because no one knows you, right? And I think we want other people to know what's best for us, right? Because then it's their responsibility too. It's not just ours, right? It's so much easier that way. Oh my gosh, if we make this decision together, right? This is my favorite thing about being married. If we make this decision together, it's both of us right? And that's beautiful. As we navigate through life, it makes things less scary because it lessens the brunt of the attack or the blow, whatever has happened, right? Because we can both wear the weight of that. But that's only when it comes to those types of decisions. Bottom line that I was trying to avoid was that I'm the only one who knows. And so I'm the only one who can wear that weight. And that was forever scary. And right around September, when we removed the coffee beans, and we decided that we weren't going to mask what this was, right? We were going to really figure out and figure out this person and how they thrive and how they work. 
this plant starts to make this drastic recovery. And this major move back to greenness, back to beauty. And I think that shift came along with my own mental shift of like, you got this. This is you. This is what you want. This is where you are. So bloom. Right? Stop holding back. Stop fearing the places that we've been. Stop fearing the places that you could go. Start walking on this green, beautiful path. Stop masking. Stop waiting. Start moving forward. And so we remove the coffee beans. And now me and this plant are ready to bloom. We've weathered the storm. We've removed the packages and we still have more to go, right? We've removed the dead leaves. Trust. And there will be more along the way. We'll never be perfect. We'll never miss out on the pieces that were meant and not meant for us. But we can forever move forward. And more than anything, we can stop removing ourselves from the responsibility of our own happiness. Because we're the only ones that can take ourselves there. Trying to remove that responsibility from ourselves is only going to hurt us more. Right? My plant and me, we feel more ready than we did. But it's been a journey. And the hardest thing has been removing the responsibility of my happiness from the people in my network. It is not dependent on them. It is dependent on me. My plant can't bloom if I'm not responsible for the water that goes in it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, You can head over to hannahness.com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.